Welcome back. It's Cookies and Milk, Bedtime Stories with Monica Matthews. I have been traveling, so I apologize that I have not been with you. I'm going to do better, I promise you. I am I am upgrading all my technology, and the Lord's really blessed me with um, with great people who understand technology, who are bringing some really cool things my way, and that I can bring your way and continue to pour into your lives. Um, I I'm going to share some things with you tonight. I feel very strongly. I was just on a national prayer call with with some folks, and, and I feel very strongly. I, just, I want to read some things to you, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's been this growing weariness, even at the conference I just attended in Texas. There, there was a level of weariness, uh, particularly amongst believers. There's a lot of confusion. People are, people are tired, Um. They're not really sure if their faith and their hope is displaced in President Trump or the military or Q or or whomever, okay? And so I've had many of you reaching out lately to ask for help. You don't know what to believe. And you're trying to read between the lines in some of my social media posts, and all I can really tell you about that is, I usually shoot straight from the hip, um, but there are times when I am not at liberty to share something entirely, um, and I and I don't ever mean to speak in code. That is not my intention, but I I think maybe sometimes I'm trusting your discernment and intelligence and curiosity, and that perhaps you will take a little bit of what I've shared and do your own research. So as vaccines and side effects of vaccines and things have so many of you so anxious, so anxious, I just want to take some time to read to you, okay? Because at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the day, The truth is the only person who can set us free. Amen. And this is so exciting because this is what the truth says to us right now for this time. Okay. I am back in the Old Testament in a book called Isaiah. Isaiah is one of my favorite books in the Bible. So much meaty stuff and the battle, (laughs) the battle that God has with his creation and the back and forth and the I love you and why do you keep doing this and stop backsliding and but I'm still here and I'm never going to leave you and and I told you I'd never leave you and I'm doing a new thing and you know, but you don't believe me and you're worshiping idols again. I mean, it's just this, you know. It's, it just sucks the religion out of all of it, which I love. It's so relational. Because if you have a family of your own, you know how relational your families are. They're never consistent. Or they're consistently crazy. 
So I love the Bible because not the least of, for for many reasons, but not the least of which is because these are my crazy kinfolk. Like they're just crazy. They're all over the board. And and God still says, Come back to me. I love that. And he's saying that to you. He says that to me daily, sometimes hourly. Monica, come back to me. All right? So as you drift off to sleep this evening, I want to get this down into your spirit. And I declare that you will rest well, that every cell in your body will receive this as the truth of God, because it is the truth. There's no lie found in what I'm about to share with you. So I pray that your spirit will receive it according to your faith, according to your faith, according to God's timing for your faith in your life. But I do pray that it brings you peace tonight as you drift off to sleep. Okay, this is called the promise of restoration, Isaiah 43. Now, this is what Yahweh says. This is the Passion Translation, by the way. Okay, now this is what Yahweh says. Listen, Jacob, to the one who created you, Israel, to the one who shaped who you are, do not fear. For I, your kinsman redeemer, will rescue you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the deep stormy sea, you can count on me to be there with you. When you pass through raging rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. For I am your Savior, Yahweh, your mighty God, the Holy One of Israel. I give up Egypt as the price to set you free. Cush and Seba in exchange to bring you back. Since you are cherished and precious in my eyes, and because I love you dearly and want to honor you, I will willingly give up nations in exchange for you. A man to save your life. I am with you now, even close to you, so never yield to fear. I will bring your children from the east, from the west, I will gather you. I will say to the north, hand them over, and to the south, don't hold them back. Bring me my sons from far away, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Bring me everyone who is called by my name, the ones I created to experience my glory 
I myself formed them to be who they are and made them for my glory. He made you for his glory and for yours and for yours. Don't let anyone steal your confidence that God made you for his glory and for yours. Verse 8, lead out those who have eyes but are blind, those who have ears but are deaf. Let all the nations gather together and the people assemble. Which of their gods prophesied this? Which of them foretold what is about to happen? Let them bring out their witnesses to make their case. Let them take the stand and testify. It is true. Yahweh says, you are my witnesses, my chosen servants. I chose you in order that you would know me intimately. Believe me always and fully understand, fully understand that I am the only God. There was no God before me and there will be no other God after me. I, only I, am Yahweh. And there is no Savior God but me. I am the only one who revealed this to you. I saved you, foretold the future, and brought it to pass. It was not some foreign God who did this. You are my witnesses that I am God, declares Yahweh. From the beginning, I am the only God. No one can be snatched from my hand. When I choose to act, who can reverse it? Some of you feel as though you have done things that could possibly remove you from God's favor and God's hand. If you are a parent, I'm going to ask you, is it possible for anyone to remove your child completely from your hand, from your heart, from your mind, your soul? You may be angry with them. You may find fault with them. You may be estranged from them. Some of you may be ashamed of them. But is it possible to snatch your child from your hand? And if we who are wicked, according to Christ, would give our children good gifts, how much more does the Lord want to give us his true perfect gifts of peace, joy, and righteousness. How much more? Peace for you to be able to sleep, to be of sound mind, to make sound business and personal decisions, political decisions, 
national spiritual decisions. To be filled with his joy, not downtrodden and sad and rejected and debased and dejected and oppressed and depressed and squashed and burned and, you know, just ratted and tatted and fried, died and laid to the side, all of that demonic mess. That is not his will for you. Guilt is not his word or his will for you. It is not. And I'm going to skip down. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm going to keep going. Ah, this is so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, here I am in the new section of Isaiah 43. I'm in the Passion Translation. Okay? God, Israel's protector, and that's you. Some of you see Israel as merely a nation. But you do realize that you are representative of the new Israel. If you are a born-again believer in Christ, you are also a child of the faith by the father of our faith, Abraham, who ultimately is the earthly father of our faith. Israel comes out of Abraham. And you and I are one big happy family in the faith. This is what Yahweh, your kinsman, redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says, for your good I will send for the Babylonians. I will bring them all as fugitives and turn the shouting of the Chaldeans into mourning. I am Yahweh, your Holy One and your King, the Creator of Israel. God will do a new thing. Verse 16, Yahweh is the one who makes a way in the sea a pathway in the mighty waters. He destroyed chariots and horses and all their mighty warriors. They fell never to rise again, gone forever, snuffed out like a wick. Like a wick, this is what he says. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember these former things. I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts and grows and matures. Do you perceive it? Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. Wild beasts, jackals, and owls will glorify me, for I supply streams of water in the desert and rivers in the wilderness to satisfy the thirst of my people, my chosen ones, so that you whom I have shaped and formed for myself will proclaim my praise. I'm going to read that again. I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. This nation, this time in history, is in a wilderness. We are in a desert. He will make a way and he will open up flowing streams. Why? To satisfy the thirst of his people, his chosen ones. So that you, 
you, my dear listener, whom I have shaped and formed for myself, will proclaim my praise. And then he goes on to give us a little bit of a spanking. And if you can't say amen, say ouch. But it's going to get better, but I have to read it. Yet you did not call out to me, O Jacob. Are you so weary of me, O Israel? You have not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you by requiring many grain offerings or wearied you with demands for frankincense. You did not buy me fragrant calamus reeds or lavish me with the fat of your sacrifices. Instead, you have burdened me with your many sins and wearied me with your evil deeds. Oh, but here he is. Here he is. I, yes, I am the one and only who completely erases your sins never to be seen again. I will not remember them again. Freely I do this because of who I am. Did you hear that? He freely forgives every single one of your sins, never to be seen again, will not remember them again, completely erases your sins through who? Jesus. He goes on to say, help me remember the past. Let's debate. Bring me your version to prove your innocence. Your earliest ancestors sinned and your spokesmen rebelled against me. So I brought disgrace on the holy priests of the holy sanctuary and brought destruction to Jacob, humiliation and scorn to Israel. I go on to Isaiah 44. Now listen to me, my servant Jacob. Israel, my chosen one, I am Yahweh, your creator who shaped you in my womb. God, that is so powerful. If you ever question when life begins again, if you ever question that again, just go to Isaiah 44 and and read this again. Israel, my chosen one. I am Yahweh, your creator, who shaped you in my womb. Man, that's awesome. Like most Christians believe life begins at conception. But we were conceived. I say it all the time. This nation was conceived in the heart and the mind and the loins of the author of liberty. And there it is right there. I shaped you. I am your creator. I am Yahweh. I created you. I shaped you in my womb, in his womb. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Hear what I have to say to you. You ready? Here's what I want you to go to sleep with tonight. Confidently being loving to the person next to you. Forgiving yourself. Forgiving that person. Forgiving other people. This is it. 
hear what I have to say to you. Don't fear. I will help you. Oh, Jacob, my servant. Do not fear, my pleasing one, Israel. I will pour refreshing water on the thirsty and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your children, my blessing upon your descendants. They will spring up like grass blanketing a meadow, like poplars growing by gushing streams. One will say, I belong to Yahweh. Another will be called Jacob. Yet another will write on his hand, property of Yahweh. Another will adopt the name Israel, the words of Yahweh, Israel's true king and kinsman redeemer, Yahweh, commander of angel armies, armies says, I am the beginning and I am the ending and I am the only God there is. Who is like me? Go ahead, stand and speak up. I'll wait for him to announce it and explain it all to me. Who else has announced him, has announced from everlasting what is to come? Let him prophesy what is yet to be. Do not fear, do not be shaken. Haven't I foretold it, announcing it to you ahead of time? You are my witnesses, so tell me, is there any God besides me? There is no other rock of shelter. I know not one. Idol makers amount to nothing, and the things they treasure can do no one any good. They are witnesses with blind eyes who know nothing. They will be disgraced. What kind of person would form an idol god or cast an image with no ability to do any good? No wonder those who worship them will be put to shame. Their craftsmen are only human beings. Let them all come together and take their stand. They will all be terrified and put to shame. The blacksmith takes his tongs and heats it over the coals, forming it with hammers, forging it with a strong arm. But when he gets hungry, his strength ebbs away. And if he doesn't drink water, he quickly grows weary. The woodworker stretches out a measuring line and then marks it and fashions his idol god with his carving tools. Then he uses a stylus to trace it out on the wood and shapes it into the figure of a man, trying to make it look like a beautiful human to be displayed somewhere in a shrine. He chooses a cedar or a cypress or an oak, but first lets, lets, it, lets it grow strong in the forest. He plants a pine tree, and it is nourished by the rain. The wood, the wood serves man for fuel. Some he uses to warm himself, and with some he bakes his bread. But from this same wood, he also makes a god to worship and bows down to the idol he formed. Half the wood he burns in the fire to roast his meat. Then he eats his fill and is satisfied. Part he uses to warm himself and says, Ah, I am warm and cozy sitting by the fire. With the rest of it, he makes his idol god, bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it saying, Save me, for you are my god. They have no clue that what they're doing and don't comprehend how absurd it is, for they shut their eyes so they cannot see. They close their hearts so they cannot understand. They have no knowledge, no understanding, no discernment to say, half of the wood I burned in the fire. I roasted meat and cooked my dinner. Now should I take the rest of the wood and make it into an abomination? Should I bow down and worship a block of wood? 
He feeds his spirit on ashes. His deluded heart leads him astray. He can't even ask himself, is this thing I'm holding in my right hand a fraud? Remember these things, O Jacob's tribes and Israel. You are my servant. I created you to be my servant, and I will never forget you. I have swept away your sins like a thick cloud. I've made your guilt to vanish, like mist disappearing into thin air. Now come back. Come back to me. For I have paid the price for you. Sing. Starry sky above, break loose with singing. For Yahweh has finished it. Shout. Earth deep below, give up your shout. Mountains high, break out with joyous songs of praise. And let the forest choirs join in with every tree singing its notes. For Yahweh has paid the ransom price for Jacob's tribes. And he will be glorified in Israel. And lastly, here is what Yahweh, your kinsman redeemer, who formed you in his womb, has to say. I am Yahweh, creator of all. I alone stretched out the canvas of the cosmos. I, who shaped the earth, needed no one's help. And now I make fools of fortune tellers and frustrate astrologers' predictions. I confuse the wise who think they know it all and make their knowledge into foolishness. I confirm the word of my servants and fulfill the prophecies of my messengers. I say to Jerusalem, many people will live in you again. And to the cities of Judah, I will raise up your ruins. You will be rebuilt. I say to deep waters, dry up and to rivers become dry. I say concerning Cyrus, he is my shepherd and he will carry out all the purposes I have for him, saying to Jerusalem, you will be rebuilt and flourish again, saying to the temple, you will be reconstructed. Father God, I pray for your forgiveness in doubting your messengers, doubting you, and bringing any form of confusion onto my own household, Lord, much less people who listen to me. I ask for your forgiveness tonight in my own haste, my own misunderstanding and and pride, confusion, all the things, Lord, that we become weary trying to stand against in our own flesh and our own power. I thank you for your mercy and your grace and that that I am, in fact, forgiven, and anyone else listening to this who needs to ask for the same thing, for doubting that you will, in fact, raise your Cyrus, that you will, in fact, overturn every stone and show every lie to be revealed, Father, that you will right every wrong in this country. I thank you for the time on our knees as a nation. I thank you for reminding us of who you are and who we are who I am, who we are as your people. Thank you for truth unadulterated. 
Thank you that your mercies are new tomorrow morning. Thank you that the sound of my voice brings healing and comfort to your people and even people who don't know you. People who may be afraid of you or angry with you or confused. Or they just don't see a reason to know you yet. I thank you that in your timing, Father, you add to the church daily. So I thank you for every soul listening to this broadcast this evening, no matter how far or how close they are. I thank you that your eyes are on them, that they are yours. They're not mine. They're yours. Thank you for birthing them in your womb, not mine. Thank you for being our kinsman redeemer, our Yahweh. Thank you for calling us by your name. Thank you for your perfect timing. Thank you that in your timing, you make all things beautiful. That includes every person listening to me. You make all things beautiful in their lives, in their minds. You restore their mental health, their emotional health, their physical health, their spiritual health, Lord, their monetary health, their social health, Father. I pray that where there are lonely people listening to me right now, Lord, that you would raise up families for them to enter in as your word promises, and you've certainly fulfilled that in my life with my daughter. So I thank you, Father, that you will set the lonely in families and that families will open their doors to people who are alone, who need help financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Thank you that your storehouses from heaven are open tonight, that sweet sleep falls upon every person listening, that your abundance of righteousness and peace and joy in our salvation falls from the heavens, Lord, and that your angels encamp about every one listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you for my voice. I thank you for the airwaves you've entrusted me with and to every soul, with every soul you've entrusted me to pour into. By your power, not mine. By your truth, not mine. I'm very humbled. I'm very grateful. I love you. Thank you for redeeming me, for forgiving me, for snatching me out of the jaws of hell and death and destruction and craziness. Thank you that fear does not rule or reign in my audience, Lord, that you've entrusted to me. That confusion does not reign here, that anger and bitterness and accusation does not reign here, Lord. Thank you that truth and sobriety, comfort, order, peace, joy, and courage rule and reign on this broadcast. Thank you that everything is yours. Thank you for entrusting us with this nation, this beautiful nation filled with resources, Lord. And the most important resource of all, Father, being with, being with your creation and your people. With every living spirit, Father. Thank you that that is our greatest resource that we have. That is what makes up the United States of America. Not just the trees and the water the land and the resources, Lord, our richness, our vastness, this beautiful, lush, lush land that you've given us, ingenuity, ideas, civics, sovereignty, independence, individualism, all of it. Gosh, thank you that that was 
first birthed in you, that all of your children are so unique and you gave us that right to maintain our autonomy and our uniqueness in you and in this country. Thank you, Father, for rising up to scatter and to defeat every one of our enemies, beginning with confusion, beginning with fear, and doubting you, mistrusting you. Thank you that you silence the voices of the wicked, that you overturn the wickedness in this country, and give us more time more mercy to glorify you. We love you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. I speak life, love, and liberty over you all this evening. Good night.